Hi there, and welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast, Season 2, Episode 23. I'm Sonia Wood, and thank you for joining me. You know, I always think of Psalm 23 whenever I go to write or say 23. Well, in fact, 23 has become quite an important number to us personally, and it's also carried over into Oikos. I'll put some links to where I share more about this, this number of 23 and its value to us. Perhaps you could pick up some ideas for your family. Maybe. Uh, I'll just put the links in the podcast description thing. But for today, I'm excited to let you know that I'm starting a new little series here on the podcast, on the Oikos Family Podcasts. Um, and they're going to follow on from the previous podcast where I was sharing the short stories from the Oikos Ministry Messages booklet. This series that I'm going to be sharing with you continues to follow this theme of ministry messages. You perhaps know that we produce audiobooks, and two of the audiobooks that we have made are Tiger and Tom and other short stories for boys, and then The King's Daughter and other short stories for girls. I would like to stress that the stories in both of them, and there's about 40 or so in each book, short stories, um, they aren't specific to boy or girl, particularly. So we have read aloud from each book, and the stories, as I say, aren't gender-specific. The stories in these books, each and every one of them, is especially written to bring a moral or a message or an ethic or whatever you want to take from it, you know, whatever value you find in it. It could be something just of encouragement that you take from it or perhaps a helping hand. The helping hand these stories gave me when in parenting is that I would find a specific lesson from a particular story, which I could then share with whoever it was that I thought it could be helpful to. <laughs> For example, if one of the children was showing unkind behavior, I would find a story in these short stories collections and read it aloud and then use the story and the characters in the story to teach the importance of being kind to one another without singling out a specific child. Anyway, this became my go-to tool, one of my go-to tools for parenting, because I noticed good results from it. As after everyone had heard the same story, and then we went on with daily living, and some bad behavior might arise, more than likely, that's life. So then we'll take the characters of the story and the consequences of what they endured due to a similar bad behavior that we had read about in that specific story, and then we'll discuss it. And then, so rather than it being about a specific child and their bad behavior within the family, you know, it would be rather a group discussion or family talking about how we can make better choices together. So in this little series that I'm going to be sharing here on the Oikos Family Podcast, I will be picking a few of these stories and just putting them on at the end of each podcast. They're all about, you know, between three or ten minutes each. So I hope that even if you as a parent just listens to them, or maybe you want to share them with somebody else or with your family members, and then you would have that story in your heart or the hearts of the family, and you might find that the story, you know, need arises somewhere along the line where you will find that the story will be able to be helpful to you. 
basically, I hope that the short stories are going to be like a helpful tool in your parenting toolbox. <laughs> so thank you for listening. I'm going to say goodbye now so that you can hopefully listen to the story I'm going to put here today, which is called Courtesy to Strangers. It's about three minutes long. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Enjoy Courtesy to Strangers. Courtesy to Strangers Who was that quiet appearing girl that came into church quite late last Sabbath? I asked a friend of mine who was an active member in the church which I had recently joined. Did she wear a striped shawl and a dark dress? inquired my friend. If so, it was Annie Linton, a girl who is a seamstress in Mr. Brown's shop. I did not notice her clothes in particular, I answered, but her face attracted me. I should know it among a thousand faces. How could you pass by a stranger so indifferently, Mrs. Grayson? I expected that you would ask her to remain at Sabbath school and go into your Bible class, but you did not once look at her. I did not once think of it, and if I had, probably she would have not accepted the invitation, as she is a stranger in town and undoubtedly will not remain here long. My friend replied quickly by way of defence. I said nothing more, for Mrs. G was really an excellent Christian woman, with this one fault, carelessness, which sometimes caused her to make grave mistakes. But I could not help thinking of the stranger girl. Her large, dark eyes and finely formed face revealed more than ordinary intelligence, and in some way I gained the impression that, if not a Christian already, she desired to be. It seemed to me that she left the church very reluctantly and was half waiting an invitation to the Bible class. The next Sabbath, she came again and occupied the same seat, just in front of my own. She bowed her head very reverently during prayer, and once during the sermon I saw her lip quiver with emotion and a tear came into her eye. The services closed and the stranger lingered as before. My friend, good Mrs. G, again forgot to speak to the girl. She passed out of the church slowly and did not come again. I thought she must have left town as I had not seen her for several days, but one Sabbath, as I attended another church, I saw her again. She seemed a little more at ease, I thought, and there was a quiet smile upon her face. After the service was concluded, I saw many a pleasant smile given to the stranger girl, and I understood the secret of the changed look upon her face. I made some inquiries and learned that she had joined this church and was earnest and active in all its works. I also learned that she had made a profession of religion just before coming to our village and had an unusually happy experience. How much the indifference of our own people had to do with her finding a home in another church, I know not. Several years have passed since this occurred, but I have never forgotten it. Many a stranger's hand I have clasped as I thought of Anna Linton's sweet face. I was young in Christian experience then, and that lesson was a profitable one to me. Speak to the stranger, Christian friend, with the assurance that God will bless your efforts to throw sunshine and cheer and welcome into the hearts of others, strangers though they may be.